welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton. We've got a special episode for you here. Remember the park bench roast? That was a good one, wasn't it? We all enjoyed that. Today, I'll be roasting another inanimate object. Strap yourselves in for some serious hashtag bants. Welcome to the glass roast. That's right. I'm going to be rinsing a glass. First, there's a chip.
So, if you didn't actually hear the park bench roast, I did a special episode recently where I roasted a park bench. I'm not talking about cooking here, guys, no. This was no act of vandalism, I just insulted it over and over again. Until this moment in time, the roasting tradition has only ever been applicable to humans. Not on this show. This is cutting-edge stuff, and crucially, I'm not hurting anyone's feelings, because I don't like insulting people. By the way, shout out to all the people who didn't like the park bench roast. Davina in Ecuador described the episode as baffling and tedious. I admire your chutzpah, Davina, but do kindly drop dead. As I say, I don't like insulting people. That's why I'm sticking to objects. I've received all of your emails suggesting various different items for me to roast. I can't be bothered to read any of them out. I'm not going to take any of your suggestions up. Thank you anyway, but I found a drinking glass in the cabinet I keep in the back of the van. And, you know, that'll do. I'll roast that. Let's do this. Let's rinse this glass. Welcome to the glass roast. And welcome to our special guest, this medium-sized drinking glass. Very good glass, one of my favourites, maybe one of the all-time greats. Some people might say it's an awkward size, too small to really quench your thirst and too big for doing tequila shots. Some might say on that basis you're totally useless and a waste of time bothering with, but I say actually those people do have a point. I see your designers have gone with the traditional cylindrical shape. Like many great feats of engineering, the railway tunnel, the jumbo jet, the submarine, you're not as impressive as any of those things, are you? They're like, jump aboard, let's go to Barbados. And you're like, do you want a glass of water? No, I can't hold that much. I'm not as good as a pint glass. But of course, it really is a brilliant glass. I'm not saying this glass of water is deceitful, but frankly, you're full of it, mate. I'm not saying you're a bad liar, but I can see right through you. Not really, this glass is currently empty, and I'm not saying this glass has nothing going for it, but this glass has nothing going for it. It's only a shame you're not broken, mate, because we could recycle you into something properly useful like a window pane or a microscope lens or one of those glass floors they have at the top of tall buildings. Who wants to walk across the glass floor? Don't look down, kids. What fun. Do you ever despair over what you could have been? All of the cool, funky objects you could have been turned into? Big bendy mirrors, glass sculptures, a stained glass masterpiece in a great cathedral. And all you can do is sit there and say, you want a small glass of water? The most fun you can have with this particular glass is use it as a container for some kind of alcoholic beverage. But what sort? As I've said, it's too big for spirits, too small for beer. It's the wrong shape for wine. It's a completely useless thing. It's completely and absolutely useless. But of course, it really is a brilliant glass. The other thing I could use you as, of course, is a musical instrument. Unfortunately, I think there's a reason glass rubbing never caught on as a musical genre. I'm not saying this glass makes a bad musical instrument, but I once saw a paper and comb challenge you to a rap-style musical showdown and all the humans in the room immediately committed suicide. 
that didn't really happen, that was a joke. The only musical genre that's worse than glass rubbing is of course ska punk. Yes, I said it. I said it. It's weird, isn't it? Because ska is amazing. Punk is an incredibly important cultural force. Put them both together, worst musical genre of all time. Apologies to any ska punk fans out there, or even ska punk musicians who might be listening. You're wasting your lives, that's all I'm saying. Maybe try glass rubbing. Maybe it's only a bad genre because no one has ever done it properly yet. As long as you don't do it in a ska punk style. My god, imagine that. Or maybe that would be incredible. In the same way that ska punk is two really good things totally cancelling each other out. Try it, see how it goes. Ska punk glass rubbing is the way forward. Preemptive shout out to anyone who's about to get in touch and tell me I'm wrong. Your thoughts are important to us. <laughs> New catchphrase, guys. How do you like that? You have to do the voice. Your thoughts are important to us. <laughs> just an idea. Just an idea. Remember when you were a child, listeners, and you'd close one eye and you'd take an empty drinking glass and hold it up to your eye and say, Look, a telescope. And it's funny because it's like the opposite of a telescope. It makes everything look a bit blurry. Let's give it a go now. It's been quite some time since I tried this out. Here we go, one eye closed, empty glass to the other one. Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting that, listeners. It's like I've stepped into an alternative universe where everything's a little bit fuzzy and floaty and just a little bit dreamy and soft. It's like a better version of this world. I can really just see myself floating around the room amidst all these swirly, grey white bits of nothing I'd love to have another one of these make it doubly good imagine living your whole life like this just floating and drifting through this world weightless like gravity's just not an issue nothing has any sharp edges there's nothing that's truly unpleasant to look at because everything has this soft cloudy haziness to it yeah hang on a minute I'm supposed to be roasting this thing not basking in its beauty Get back on the table, pal. You don't get away that easily. You're a bad telescope. I'm not saying this glass makes a bad telescope. But having tried to use it as one, I'd say it makes my reading glasses look like the Hubble. Hang on, that that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. I'm not saying this glass makes my reading glasses look like the Hubble. What I am saying is, it's a bad telescope. (laughs) That's better. That's better, yeah. This glass makes such a bad telescope, if Galileo Galilei were here, he'd say, Ha! Call that a telescope? It's more like a portal to an alternative universe, pal. I'm not saying this glass makes a bad telescope, but the only way you're likely to see stars with this is to smash it over your head. I wonder how many pieces this would break into if I just threw it against the wall as hard as I could. Not really the wall, it's the side of the van, but you know. Maybe we could take bets on it. Better not. Health and safety concerns and all that. No one likes clearing up broken glass. Who in their right mind would enjoy that? There's always a bit that you miss. No matter how hard you sweep and search, there's always one piece that you find the next day when you're walking around barefoot and you think, that could have gone right through my foot, that. Thanks, glass. What a parting gift. 
Seriously, of all the little everyday annoyances in this life of ours, breaking a drinking glass is one of those experiences that's right on the edge, right on the verge of becoming a genuine problem, a genuine source of trauma. Especially if it's full, full of something difficult to clean up like red wine. And that was the last bit of the bottle. You were looking forward to polishing it off. And now instead of enjoying it, you have to scrub stains out of the carpet and search the room for the hundreds of tiny pieces of broken glass. In all seriousness, I'd say that's a legitimate reason for calling the Samaritans. You know how to make an exit, don't you, my friend? That's all I'm saying. No going quietly into the good night for you drinking glasses. Rage against the dying of the light. Gash his finger open. What have I ever done to you, apart from make some insulting remarks? It's affectionate. Learn to take a joke. You know your problem, pal. You're a real glass half-empty kind of glass. Well, you're totally empty at the moment. You don't get much more pessimistic than that. I'm not saying this glass is a glass half-empty kind of glass, but I've been sitting here watching it for over 10 minutes now, and it hasn't even posted a single inspirational quote on social media. Not one. It hasn't even retweeted somebody else's inspirational quote. I'm not saying this glass is a glass half-empty kind of glass, but you know how glasses get lipstick marks on them and it looks like the glass is smiling? I can't remember the last time this glass did that. Largely, I guess, because I live alone and I don't wear lipstick. I guess that's more of a statement about my own life rather than the glass's life. It really is a brilliant glass. Now, in a certain light, I can see my face in there, a distant reflection. Just the light reflecting off my eyes and the faint outline of my cheek. Imagine what life was like before mirrors. Just looking at your reflection in a pool of water or something, never knowing what you really look like, much better. I think we'd be a little less image obsessed as a society if we couldn't see ourselves properly. Call me a Luddite. But I don't think technology has ruined our society. Mirrors have. There you go, I said it. You're very good at standing up straight, aren't you? Perfectly straight. Stiff-backed little soldier. Is that why they make glasses this shape? So that they look like people, or what? This is our problem as a society. We're so image conscious that even our drinking glasses are designed to look a little bit like us. If you aren't quite buying this idea, Try picking up a glass or a bottle or a jar or whatever and lay it down on its side. I guarantee there'll be a part of your brain that says, Oh, look at that poor fella, he's fallen over. Let me help you up there, mate. Try not to fall over again, eh? Mind how you go, yeah? You will. That is how you will react, unless you're some kind of sociopath, in which case your reaction will be more like, ha ha ha, look at this idiot, fallen right over. Look, lads, get a picture, stick it on your Instagram with a caption saying, idiot, here's an idiot who's fallen over like an idiot, ha 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 ha. And it's weird that we should make that comparison between a drinking glass and a person, because in most respects, it doesn't look anything like a person. If you're supposed to be a model of a human being, where's your facial features? Where's your toenails, mate? You not got any toenails? I'm not saying this glass is a badly thought-out model of a human being, but where's your head, pal? I'm not saying this glass is a badly thought-out model of a human being, but he doesn't even have an opinion on white versus wholemeal bread. I'm not saying this glass is a badly thought-out model of a human being, 
but he doesn't have an effective sock hole strategy. If this glass turns up at a dinner party or something and the host insists on him taking his shoes off and he's happy to oblige but then he realises he's wearing, oh yeah, he's wearing that particular pair of socks. They're a good pair of socks, this is the thing. They're a good pair, well strictly speaking, they're not really a good pair of socks. They're exactly the same as any other pair of socks but they cost twice as much. But they do have a hole in the big toe, left hand side, which means you have to have a strategy. When you take your shoe off, you have the option of bunching the material up at the end to ensure there's no toe poking through the hole, or you could just let it all hang out. Your big left toe, out and proud. You want to judge me on my big left toe being revealed? You crack right on. Never had to make that decision, have you, pal? No. The least I can say about you is, unlike a lot of actual people I've met in my life, you can handle your drink. I'm not saying this glass is a badly thought out model of a human being, but he's never been walking along the street and gone, I wonder if someone else is having this exact same thought right at this moment somewhere else in the world, like Norway or something. Oh look, there's a new Cafe Nero opening up. It's that one. It used to be the Woolworths, didn't it? That, yeah, used to be the Woolworths, you know that one. Never done that either, have you pal? No. Or maybe you have, you know. Maybe he does have some kind of awareness and feelings and emotions and all that. In which case, how do you think they feel, these glasses, when you lock them up in the cupboard, sometimes for weeks at a time, in the pitch black, and you only ever take them out when you want something from them. Use them, wash them if you can be bothered, sometimes just a rinse, and then you put them back in the cold and dark. How do you think they feel? They probably hate you, but then again, maybe not. Maybe they got that thing. What's it called? Stockholm Syndrome. Poor little thing. Poor little glass. Poor little glass. Has my poor little glass got a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome? Little bit of Stockholm Syndrome, poor little glass. You see, I do care about you, don't I? You're much better with me than you are on the outside world. Much better. Because I look after you, don't I? I keep you safe. Right, back in the cupboard with you. Back in the cold and dark. Hang on, one more thing before we finish. Let's use you as a telescope again. That was fun. It was. Oh, this is just the best, listeners. Look at this, a hazy shade. Wherever you point this thing, it's a big old swirling masterpiece. The power of soft focus. It's like the soft mints adverts. I've probably lost most of you with that. The Americans won't understand that reference and neither will the British people who can't remember the 1980s. I've also alienated British people who do remember the 1980s but don't remember the Soft Mints advert. Come on, you remember it. You remember it, you know the song, yeah. Mr. Soft, won't you tell me why the world in which you're living is so strange? Look it up, trust me. It's the best. Best advert ever made, Mr. Soft. It goes a bit like that. Mr. <laughs> Soft. Like that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been fun, guys. It's been fun. We should do one of these roast things every time. We really should. We honestly should. To rename this the Roast Roasting Inanimate Objects podcast. How do you like those apples? Apples. That's a good one. We'll go for that next time. All right, let's take a tune on.
flood took over the ship, seeking adventure and thrills. The curse has taken them to their graves, but they cannot die. No sleep is their punishment till the end of time. And the ship sails on, back into beyond, over again. When I sing my song, this is my home. Until the end, centuries across the sea, it's not enough for me. Right, you know what? Here's a track from a new album by Porridge Radio, which is out next week. And after we've heard it, we have a specially recorded message from Dana from the band. Listen out for that. This track is called Give Take.
Bag listeners, this is Dana from Porridge Radio. Uh, we've got a new album out on the 13th of March. It's called Every Bad and it is out on Secretly Canadian. And we are really excited to be able to share it with you. Thanks so much, Frank, for playing some of our songs on your podcast. And I'm really sorry I couldn't be there in person. But I really appreciate all the support and I hope you all enjoy the songs. Bye. And just because we like this band a lot, here's another track from Porridge Radio from a new album. This one's called Lilac. So uncomfortable 
Ragbag recommends now. Do you guys like music? Do you like podcasts with music in them? With someone talking to you, telling you some interesting things? Yeah, I thought so. Let me tell you about a brand new show. It's presented by Stacy, who you may already know from the Rough Giraffe podcast. You may also know her as one of the founders of Britpod Scene. I always want to sing that to the tune of Uptown Girl. I don't know why. Anyway, here's Stacy to tell you all about her new podcast, Run With Me On This. Hello, my name is Stacy, and I'm the host of Run With Me On This, a brand new podcast with a difference. Thank you, Frank, for allowing me to share my podcast. For those of you that like to listen to music and podcasts, but have to choose one or the other when you're out for a run, this is the podcast for you. I talk for half an hour about an interesting subject, and in the background is upbeat, motivating music to keep you running or exercising. All the music is from independent artists and there's a multitude of different genres from dance, trance, ska, punk, bangra, country, indie rock, you name it, I'm playing it. And if you just want to listen to my dulcet tones without the music playing, each episode comes with a beat-free version and I don't mind if you use that to fall asleep to. So check me out on your podcatcher. Run With Me On This is available on all platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at RunWithMePod and on Instagram at RunWithMeOnThis. Thanks, Stacey. I do highly recommend this podcast, by the way. I'm yet to listen to it while running, to be honest. I listened to it the other day while I was eating a whole tube of Pringles, which is kind of like a workout, right? And you know what? I was thoroughly entertained and I learned some things as well and the music was good. You just can't go wrong. So that is Run With Me On This. Now all together, one, two, three. Britpod scene. You've been living in a Britpod scene. Bet you never had a Britpod scene. I bet your mother was a Britpod scene. I'm gonna try for a Britpod scene. My Britpod scene. I'm in love with the Britpod scene.
Thank you for listening. If you've not yet purchased a copy of Everything I Am, the Ragbag Novel, which is out now on Amazon and as an audiobook on Bandcamp, check it all out. Buy a copy for everyone that you know. Buy several copies. Give them to a bunch of people. Spread the word about Ragbag. You are officially part of the Ragbag Alliance now. If you want the details, handy little link for you right here, frankburton.co.uk. And, you know, keep on listening to the podcast as well, because it's great this, isn't it? It's fantastic. I will see you next time. Enjoy yourselves in the meantime. Ciao. Ragbag Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>